Pressure coming, pressure coming, and he's sacked to get to the four-yard line. This is Buccaneers Total Access. Another sack by Shaq Barrett. He's got three today. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. Rely on your ultimate teammate, Frontier. Don't go it alone. Visit Frontier.com slash Bucks. And by Hooters. Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. Caught! Touchdown! Tampa Bay! Oh, Jay Howard! Fire them, cannons! What a play! Now your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome into Buccaneers Total Access. We are here with Indomitian Sue. This is going to be so much fun. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And yeah, I mean, man, you get a good game to, to come on here to talk about. And especially for the defensive side of things. I mean, man, six sacks for the defense. That's got to be like a dream game situation for you guys. No, six sacks is obviously a great way to finish off the game. And um, obviously a little disappointing with the way we had our rush defense and whatnot. But it's, it's most important that we uh, got the W and moved on. Uh, we can study the film, pick up from our mistakes and go from there. Yeah, and what was the importance of that win? I mean, I know, like you said, there, there are some, pa- some parts about it that you wish had gone a little bit differently and um, the way you got the win. But at the end of the day, that, that was a pretty important uh, W for you guys. Had that been emphasized before the game or in the locker room, coaches, players, anything like that? Yeah, it's always important. And Coach B.A. does an amazing job of always making sure that we understand where we sit. Uh, and for us, winning this game allows us to continue to control our destiny, which is most important. Uh, let it be in our hands versus anybody else's. And was there kind of a feeling of um, what was the feeling? I guess knowing that the Vikings they'd started one and five and then gone five and one. Is is there a certain mentality when you know a team is coming in on on sort of a hot streak like that that it affects the way that you maybe view the game, view that team, and, and know what they could be potentially capable of? You always respect every NFL team and the talent that they have. Uh, it's one, it's the NFL. Uh, there's always going to be tight games and close games, and they were getting on a roll, understanding how they wanted to play as a collective group. Uh, and sometimes that can be very, very scary. So you always want to respect your opponents, but we knew we had opportunity to beat them, but we needed to shut down the defense or shut, up, shut down their offense from their running game perspective, which we did a decent job with, and then I get have an opportunity to give our offense time to score, which they did an amazing job with, which allowed us to get after the pass rusher and close out the game. And I know you guys had that bye week, which I'm sure you were very ready uh, to get to have 12 straight games without one is, is a heck of a stretch to go through. Um, I know we talked about what, you know, with coach, what they do in the bye week and the way they want to self-scout and all that. But for you as, as a player, and especially one that's been in this league for a while, what did you use the bye week for? And, and how important was it to have this stretch of the year just overall for you early versus late bye week and, and how that affected the way you approached it? Yeah, it was definitely probably one of my latest bye weeks in my career, but uh, Coach B.A. and our uh, sports science staff did, has done amazing, an amazing job throughout the uh, year to find ways for us to rest, whether it was after our Thursday night game or throughout our Monday night stretches uh, of having no back-to-back. So uh, we found ways to, to make sure that we were prepared for each and every week and then obviously get that week to recuperate, take some time off, see where things are, uh, get prepared for – uh, what we had in front of us and, and make the most of it because uh, we had a four-game stretch and we took care of the first one and now we got to go after the next three. What was the message about the bye week in terms of um, what they wanted, what the coaches wanted you guys to be focused on, on the mental side of things or the adjustments they wanted people to make, the, the stuff other than just the, the get healthy and all of that? What were some of those messages? 
Yeah, the first piece was uh, not allowing COVID to be another deterrent for us and become an issue for us. And so I think as a team, we did an excellent job with that for the most part uh, and took care of business to where guys were uh, ready to go for the Minnesota week. And then obviously it was important for us to get back in the office, uh, make corrections, uh, get in an extra day of practice, uh, which we did last Tuesday, and then take care of business uh, against Minnesota. And you uh, mentioned their run game, you know, and of course we knew that Dalvin Cook and their run game had been effective on a lot of people. Um, But I know that the run game is something you guys really take pride in and has been such a successful area of this team and of this defense last year, this year. Uh, What were they doing that did work so well, especially early in the game? First and foremost, we got to give an amazing credit to Dalvin Cook and, and their coaching staff and offensive line. Uh, they're a tough bunch to go against. Uh, I've gone against some of those guys and had some of them as teammates. Uh, Riley Reef, their left tackle. So uh, definitely a tough bunch to go against and great game planning. Uh, the only, I guess the most disappointing thing for us as a defense was not making our adjustments fast enough uh, and, and kind of waited until the second half. And that's when we really shut it down uh, from a run perspective. Uh, and then, like I said, got a chance to get after the quarterback. So um, emphasis was just really they were going to feed him. Uh, he's an amazing player. And so uh, we had a big task to be, be able to maintain and be consistent, which is uh, something that we got to continue to work on as a defense. We're talking to defensive lineman and Dominican Sue. Um, I know the time of possession in particular was, was something that um, was, was pretty imbalanced, especially earlier on. And when they were having success in that run game, what does that do to you guys as a defense when um, you are out there almost the entire first quarter and a huge portion of, of some of the second quarter as well, that, um, and, and it was so hot on the field, which is crazy to realize that it's mid-December and that's still a factor. But um, what was that doing to you guys in, in the moment? And how did you think that you handled it considering the amount of time you guys had to be out there? I think we didn't do an, a, a great job with uh, handling the time of possession, especially because it was due to our own fault as a defense, uh, not getting off on third down, having mistakes uh, from offsides, uh, different things of that nature. And so uh, we just had to kind of continue to hone in, understand what we need to get completed to make sure we get off the field and uh, turn over the downs to get the ball to the offense. So uh, it's all things that we can correct, and I think we're going to continue to get better on those things. And we made those changes in the second half. Now it's about being able to do it sustain that for a full game yeah I mean at one point in the second quarter the Vikings had outgained you guys I think 188 to 98 but then after that there was a stretch where you guys outgained them 141 to 3 I mean there was a heck of a shift there at some point so what can you point to as what led to that shift and that change and I guess that's something that's kind of been an ongoing storyline throughout this year of the slower start but then there being this catalyst moment or you know, time of the game that you guys shift into another gear. Yeah, truthfully, understanding what they wanted to do, they stayed pretty consistent. They changed a little, a uh, little bit of their offensive scheme up in passing the ball and getting down the field, uh, as well as being honed in a little bit more. The quarterback wanted to get out of the. Uh, if he didn't have his first couple of reads, he was going to make a run for it, uh, and we found ways to uh, shut that down. And then our special teams did an amazing job to. Uh, flip the field, uh, especially with those field goal uh, block attempts where uh, we made their kicker miss. Um, and obviously that gives great field position for the offense. And you, you mentioned the getting off the field on third downs and um, even fourth downs. It was crazy how many of those they ended up trying. I know that part of it probably was after they had some kicking woes, but um, what, what are the challenges on those fourth down situations and what were they doing so well in that area? 
Yeah, those fourth down situations were just really it's going to be bowing up and understanding that they wanted to come straight downhill and we had to not – we had to protect every blade of grass. And uh, we talk about it in me, talk about it in practice, and uh, now it's just about ex- executing it. And uh, I know that for you guys, with that we talked a little bit about that catalyst thing of, of those moments that can switch a game, and it felt like that Scotty Miller deep ball – was definitely one of those. Uh, do you, were you watching that as it happened or were you on the sideline? What, what do you remember about that play and, and what it seemed to do for the team at that point? Yeah, uh, I was definitely on the sideline uh, catching my breath and, and watching the offense. And obviously Tom stepped up in the pocket from a great job of the offensive line protecting him uh, and he let it go. So we knew it was one of our elite receivers that was downfield uh, and we saw it laid right into his hands, and uh, that's really when a burst of energy as a team collectively rallied and continued to go uh, for us to find ways to, uh, to close out that game. And it's, it's what we expected from the offense, to, for them to continue to make big plays uh, and set us up as a defense to, to go out there and get the ball back for them. Yeah, and it's it really is incredible to see how those plays can affect both sides of the ball, even if you're not out there at that moment. And then um, you guys as a defense definitely ended up having several of those in the form of sacks throughout the game. We mentioned earlier that there were six of them total. Um, well, first of all, take us through the one that you were able to get in that play. And I know maybe even some other plays that you came incredibly close. It looked like you guys could ended up having even more than six sacks at some point. Yeah, definitely disappointing. Uh, I didn't get my hands fully on Kirk Cousins to finish off some of those plays, especially when they're on third downs and getting off the field. And uh, he was fortunate enough to extend uh, those plays. But, yeah, I mean, the first one for me, uh, secondary did an amazing job. Uh, myself, uh, Vontae, and Devin talked about it on the sideline. Uh, and, a, and a big thank you to them of taking away the first read. And that's what we talk about. Take away the first read from the quarterback, and it's on us up front and, uh, for us to get the quarterback down on the ground and not have to them protect and and. and uh, being coverage for long periods of time. So it's, it works hand in hand. And Shaq got two, uh, something that I know we've, at this point, it's like, yeah, Shaq getting more sacks, you know, what's, what's new at this point after everything last year and, and he's starting to rack them up a little bit more this year as well. Um, take us through a couple of those plays and, and it seems like how the success he's been having getting to rush from that right side a little bit more. Yeah, no, it's great rushing with both him uh, as in Shaq and JPP. Uh, we have a lot of great communication, and especially I enjoy being able to run games with him uh, because he's very detail-oriented, uh, fine-tunes pieces, picks the guards for me so I can wrap around. Uh, and I always tell him, it's like, you come down tight, uh, they're going to come off of you, uh, and they're going to usually chase me with that with that tackle trying to switch it off. And he got right up the gut and made uh, a great play for us and, and getting us off the football field. Yeah, JPP, he had that sack that I, I guess sort of sack, sort of fumble, sort of interception, weird play that was uh, sort of entertaining where he almost took the ball right off of uh, Cousins' hands. Um, take us through that play. And then just overall, his, his, his play this year, what he's been able to do uh, in terms of all the different types of plays he's created from interceptions to forced fumbles to sacks. I mean, he's just ticking off every stat box there is. Yeah, no, JPP has done an amazing job throughout the year. He's been in the right place at the right time, which we always expect uh, everybody to be, and he's made the most of his opportunities. Uh, speaking more specifically on that, uh, really that 
game-ending play where he kind of just takes the ball out of Kirk Cousins' hands as he's wanting to throw the ball down the field. Uh, we were running a, a three-man game, uh, and he knew what he had to do uh, based on how we set that up. And he got a great opportunity to get the quarterback flushed out and dart to the quarterback and uh, grab it out of his hand, uh, which is one of the probably the, one of the best sacks. You uh, you get the ball, get an opportunity to to pat the stats. Uh, which is great to see for him. All right, well, we have more coming up here with Ndamukong Sue on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is Buccaneers Radio. We're live with Santa Claus ahead of the Mercedes-Benz Winter Event. How can you deliver so many gifts in one night? Holiday magic, and the Winter Event helps too. I'm seeing a lot of Mercedes-Benz on people's lists. They sure are making some magic over at their workshop. Uh, Would you sign my daughter's stocking? Sure, what's her name? Oh, uh, just make it out to Ted. The Mercedes-Benz Winter Event is back with great offers on the enhanced GLA, the Sporty C-Class, and the aerodynamically designed GLE. Lease the 2021 GLA 250 SUV for just $379 a month for 36 months with $3,843 due at signing. Hurry into the Mercedes-Benz Winter Event today. Mercedes-Benz. Monthly lease payment is available only to qualified customers exclusively through Mercedes-Benz Financial Services at participating dealers through January 4th, 2021. Lease offer excludes formatic models and optional equipment described. Call 1-800-344-8736 for details about costs and terms. For a test drive, visit Mercedes-Benz of Tampa, Fields Motor Cars, Crown Eurocars, Mercedes-Benz of Sarasota, Mercedes-Benz of Clearwater, and Mercedes-Benz of Wesley Chapel, or online at suncoastmercedesbenz.com. The wait for the holidays is over, America. It's time to make some joy. And we're here to help with the Ford Built for the Holidays sales event. We're offering the best deals of the season across the Ford lineup, so you can road trip with the whole family comfortably in a Ford Expedition. Bring home a tree that's bigger than you ever have with a built Ford Tough F-150. And find new ways to make the holidays bright this year when you visit your local Ford dealer. The joy is up to you, America, so let's get to it. Ford, built for the holidays. Hey, Ronnie Lane here for Bucks game day coverage. It is 98 Rock. The Bucks play the Falcons this Sunday. The Buccaneers pregame show starts at 1030, kickoff at 1 p.m. on 98 Rock, where Gene Deckerhoff and Dave Moore have all of the play-by-play covered. Great news, there's a quick way you could save money. Switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. It's happening. Football is back. Sure, games will look different, but one thing remains the same. Hooters for game day. Hooters is the place to be. With 22-ounce Bud, Bud Light, and Mick Ultra Big Daddies for only $4.99 all day, every day. And Corona Beer Buckets for $20 on the weekends. Show your Bucks pride with a collectible Buccaneer Cup filled with an absolute Jolly Roger for 5 bucks. Staying in? Visit order.hooters.com for pickup or delivery. Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. This NFL season, raise the flags and enjoy the sweet taste of victory. Every Friday during the regular season, Dunkin' locations in the Tampa Bay area are offering a $2 medium iced coffee. So don't just celebrate your team on game day. Head to Dunkin' to raise the flags on Friday and treat yourself to real victory. The Buccaneers and America runs on Duncan. Not valid on mobile orders. Excludes cold brew. Limit four per guest. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Buccaneers Total Access continues. Brought to you by Frontier Communications and by Hooters. Here's Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome back to Buccaneers Total Access. Brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. So excited to have defensive lineman Indomitian Sue joining me here. Uh, we were just talking about this Vikings win before the break last couple of things on that game. I know Antoine Winfield jr. What a special game for him going against his 
dad's team that he played on and the team he kind of grew up rooting for and gets a sack, gets a billion tackles. Uh, what did you see from him in, in that game in particular? And then we can go into a little bit about what he's been like to watch this year individually. Yeah, Winfield has been a, a great piece of talent. A uh, young guy, true professional, has obviously learned great details from his father, uh, which is, is a, a tremendous credit to him, uh, especially a young guy who, who could just kind of come and say, oh, my family has been in this league. Uh, I'm expected to do things. But he hones in each and every single day at work, in meetings, and in walkthroughs. So definitely proud of him. Uh, and that's showing up on the football field. So uh, it's more credit to him, and it's just an opportunity for him to continue to execute. And when his number's called, he clearly knows uh, where to be, and, and he goes and makes plays, and that's where he got a sack late in the game for us, uh, which was a huge position to, to get them out of uh, one scoring a touchdown. And I think they ended up uh, going for a field goal. I'm not, I'm not sure uh, exactly, but uh, I think he's one should be up for the rookie of the year, if not uh, a little bit more, because he's definitely a, a great talent and continue to be very, very consistent uh, going into week 15. Yeah, and what has it been like for you to watch these rookies knowing what they had to deal with this year? And have you thought about if 2020 had been your rookie year, what that would have been like? Yeah, if 2020 was my rookie year, it would uh, definitely not have been uh, a fun situation. But I think the great thing about it is that they don't have a lot of preconceived notions that they get to deal with and, and bad habits that they would create throughout um, OTAs uh, and had a short camp. And really we told them is like, there's no more rookie year. You're, you're now uh, an elite player coming here, execute as, as expected and uh, kind of put the, those notions of, of being a young guy and being allowed to have, mistakes you don't have to have those mistakes go out there and execute uh and and play how you know how to play and how about outside of uh Winfield the other DBs what what has it been like to watch their growth this year and realizing um what a young group they still are you know when when Carlton Davis is the elder statesman of that group no it's great um Carlton Davis is obviously a ball hawk uh tremendous job he's doing uh, being top in the league in interceptions uh, or amongst the top as well as Sean Bunting uh, who's come in and played tremendous job and he's one of the younger guys that I'm actually really really the most proud of because his positions have been moved around so much and he's just a change and adapt to all those different positions and done an excellent job for us um, so definitely proud of those guys and as they continue to come along uh, our defense is going to continue to be that much more elite. Yeah, and that's always so great to hear and be reminded of is um, how much some of these guys are asked to do and how incredible it is that they are able to pick up multiple positions. And um, I know Todd Bowles' defense is one that uh, has a lot of different aspects to it. It can have a lot of creativity and a lot of things that um, you guys have to be mindful of. How much have you seen an improvement getting to be in it for a second year with so many of the same people? Yeah, I think that's going to be uh, one of our biggest keys is we had a lot more consistency and a lot more ability understand how guys like to play so we can play off each other kind of get to that secondary and thirdary pieces of uh making playing off of each other and making more plays because we've had the ability to be in our second year and second season but uh and anticipate the calls that Coles is going to come out with but then also tweak pieces and then make adjustments within it and uh, and be able to be successful 
And what do you like about his defense for your position in, in particular? What are some of the ways that he helps you and some of the other D linemen out and, and maybe either whether it's creativity or um, just in general, the, the comfortability or the things that excite you about the defense? Yeah, overall in the defense, uh, for me, uh, I just like being able to line up at three technique and get after the quarterback and play the run game. Um, and one thing that is probably the best that I, I, I've been able to communicate a lot with Coach Bold, especially in these situations where we're getting after the quarterback, and he allows a lot of that to be put on my shoulders and make decisions for us, the types of games that we want to run, uh, how we want to execute particular things. And he's given me that trust to, to say, all right, it's on your shoulders. I trust you. Let's go and have some fun uh, and make plays. We're talking to defensive lineman and Dominican Sue. Um, how would you rate the D line's performance overall this year? Kind of big picture. Big picture. Uh, I mean, it's kind of hard to say because uh, one, the season isn't over. Uh, and two, I think we've done a lot of good things, but I also believe that there's areas that we can definitely increase in. Um, and the one thing, as you mentioned early on, was our run defense. And that's something that we continue to pride ourselves on. It slipped a little bit uh, over the last couple of weeks uh, just from quarterback runs and obviously playing against elite running backs. Uh, but we hold ourselves to a high expectation. So we need to get back uh, to where we know how we can play uh, and be more consistent. Uh, and then I think that's where uh, as an overall defensive line, uh, we can create more big plays and sacks and uh, fumbles and, and, and getting into the end zone, which we found ourselves doing earlier on in the season. So it's just about us, uh, like I said, remaining consistent and, and, and improving as we get going because we really want to be on a roll and be on all cylinders firing uh, once we get into the playoffs uh, as long as we take care of business. I know that losing Vita early in the season uh, was really sad from both a football standpoint and a guy that I know you guys really enjoy in your meeting room and, and a great locker room guy. Um, when you guys found out that he was going to be out this whole year, uh, what did that kind of do to your position group room? Maybe you personally, what were some of the early thoughts and the ways that you guys uh, addressed it, talked about it and decided to move forward with it? Yeah, it was definitely a tough situation. A guy that I'm super close with uh, and have been over the last year and a half to see that happen to him, and especially he's playing at such a great level. Uh, it was week four when we were in Chicago, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and I had a very bright future for him this season. So definitely tough to see, but we understand as it uh, – NFL players and athletes in general, things happen. Uh, and we don't always have the same starting lineup uh, and the same combinations throughout the game. So we all know how to play with each other. And Nacho's done an amazing job of stepping in. And obviously our GM has done an amazing job to go and uh, acquire McClendon, uh, that, that being Steve McClendon, from the Jets. And he stepped in and played a, a great job for us from the standpoint of being an amazing vet. Uh, and being there alongside myself to teach our younger guys. Um, so we understand where we need to be, how we need to play. And uh, it was a tough loss with Vita, and we wish him the best. And he's still around. He's still in our room. So nothing's really changed other than not being able to see him on Sundays. And what had been the main areas of growth you'd seen from him, you know, since your time here and, and watching him as um, he's getting closer to that vet title, not, not being the, as much of the young guy as before, where, where were those areas you'd seen him grow on or off the field? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is being able to see him in the classroom and understand the defenses uh, that we're running uh, and what we want to accomplish and find ways. I always call it find ways to cheat and make plays uh, and how dominant he can be 
and uh, understand how he can use his gifts. He's obviously uh, a huge human being, uh, but he doesn't always have to use group strength to, to go out there and dominate players. He can use his brain uh, and his and be able to finesse and, and, and play great ways. In addition to that, he's learning how to take care of his body um, and get himself in a position to where he can come back and have a strong year. So definitely a prou- proud of him from those aspects. And, and I think he's only going to continue to grow. And uh, it's unfortunate it, ha- it happened this way, but it, I think it's going to be the best for him. I imagine it's not often you call someone else a large human being. <laughs> No, it's definitely not. Um, and I'm usually of the of the bigger of most human beings when I'm in and around folks. But yes, Vita is a, a large human being and a great kid. And uh, he's a he's a great guard, a great guy, and big girl. <laughs> See, I love it. You keep you keep trying to reclaim that nickname that he called you, and he he's always saying that you're big girl. And I love that you always try to turn it against him. But I think he may be winning the PR war here. Yeah, he is a little bit, but I, I've got some things for uh, for him as the holiday season continues to go on. So we'll, let's just stay tuned and, and stay in touch on that one. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Look at you with the tease. Look at you with the tease here. That's amazing. Okay, well, you and Vita in the weight room, who wins? Uh, well, I'm very functional in the weight room. So uh, I just don't know if he'll be able to do everything that I'm able to do in the weight room. He's very <laughs> strong and powerful. Uh, he can probably lift a, a house and more, but I am very functional in the weight room and can do a lot of different things and pride myself on that. Uh, so it would definitely be a huge competition for sure. Yeah, I would say I would buy tickets to watch that in a heartbeat. <laughs> um, and how impressed have you been with uh, the way that you guys have stepped up in his absence? You know, what, are, what are some of the ways that guys took on maybe some extra work that those of us that aren't in those meeting rooms wouldn't even know about or uh, the, the ways that you guys went about filling the hole that Vita leaves because I know that as much as you every it's sort of the next man up no one else is exactly who Vita was so how did you guys go about that yeah no question and and it's uh definitely a committee of guys that have stepped in that to fill in that void uh and as I mentioned before that was Nacho uh who's done an amazing job and really kind of taking his starting role in our in our base defense but uh, you see a guy like Will Colson who has come in and stepped in in a, ma- a massive way, especially in our nickel uh, defense where we're pass rushing together, as I mentioned, as well as Steve McClendon's. So just a collective group of guys that have, are very hungry, uh, won an opportunity and, and, and made the most of it. And I think Will has done continue to do an amazing job throughout that. And that shows up in the stat sheet and also shows up in, in, in the success I've been able to have uh, in my particular stat sheets because I had the opportunity to work with a young guy who loves to listen at the same time, go out there and execute as well. All right. Well, we have more coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access with Indomitian Sue, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is Buccaneers Radio. To beat your opponent, you've got to know your opponent. Once you understand their weaknesses, you can create the best strategy to win. It's what Moffitt Cancer Center does every day, using research to uncover smarter ways to defeat cancer. Moffitt thinks and acts differently, innovating breakthroughs like CAR T-cell therapy that no one else in Tampa can offer. Learn more about their game-changing research at Moffitt.org. Moffitt Cancer Center, proud partner of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
We're live with Santa Claus ahead of the Mercedes-Benz winter event. How can you deliver so many gifts in one night? Holiday magic. And the winter event helps, too. I'm seeing a lot of Mercedes-Benz on people's lists. They sure are making some magic over at their workshop. Uh, would you sign my daughter's stocking? Sure. What's her name? Oh, uh, just make it out to Ted. The Mercedes-Benz winter event is back with great offers on the enhanced GLA, the sporty C-Class, and the aerodynamically designed GLE. Lease the 2021 GLA 250 SUV for just $379 a month for 36 months with 3,843 due at signing. Hurry into the Mercedes-Benz winter event today. Mercedes-Benz. Monthly lease payment is available only to qualified customers exclusively through Mercedes-Benz Financial Services at participating dealers through January 4th, 2021. Lease offer excludes formatic models and optional equipment described. Call 1-800-344-8736 for details about costs and terms. For a test drive, visit Mercedes-Benz of Tampa, Fields Motor Cars, Crown Eurocars, Mercedes-Benz of Sarasota, Mercedes-Benz of Clearwater, and Mercedes-Benz of Wesley Chapel, or online at suncoastmercedesbenz.com. Hey, Bucks fans, although most of you can't cheer on the Bucks at the stadium this season, Frontier Communications wanted to thank you for showing your continued support, even from your home. As a thank you, Frontier wanted to reward you with a chance to win a Bucks jersey or your own private suite for the Bucks January 3rd game, plus a $500 home electronics gift card. Just go to Buccaneers.com slash Frontier Ultimate Game Day and upload a photo of your game day home viewing setup. It's that simple. Rely on your ultimate teammate, Frontier. Don't go it alone. At Johns Hopkins All Children's, we are ready to care for your kids, set up to make and keep them well, and going the extra mile to help them thrive. Johns Hopkins All Children's. A healthy future starts now. Tampa Bay football is back, and Beef O'Brady's is where game time meets meal time all the time. Catch your fill of Bucks football over award-winning jumbo wings, premium blend Angus burgers, and ice-cold beer. And if you're someone who gets awestruck when spotting an MVP, our signature O'Brady burger never disappoints. Yeah, it's that good. Beef's rewards members earn double points all weekend long on every purchase. Haven't joined yet? Download the app and let the perks begin. See you at Beef's. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. You're listening to Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and by Hooters. Here's Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome back to Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. We are here with defensive lineman Ndamukong Sue. Um, before the break, we talked a little bit about Nacho, Will Golston, Steve McClendon, some of those guys. Um, wanted to talk a little bit also about Pat O'Connor, Khalil Davis, a couple of the guys that maybe Bucks fans don't know quite as much about um we saw pat o'connor get his first career sack in the game against the vikings uh so i wanted to give you a chance to just talk about the two of those guys and the contributions they've been able to make and and khalil's uh potential here yeah khalil has done an amazing job uh, as a young guy to step in and play at a high level uh, as well as just being able to have Pat O'Connor, who's primarily known as a uh, special teams guy. And he stepped in and done some amazing things uh, for us, and especially in Minnesota when uh, we needed to have some extra horses late in the game, step in and make some big plays. And he's done that uh, for us. So we understand those guys are going to be able to be uh, parts of our defensive line, and we expect them to continue uh, when their numbers are called to step in and, and make plays for us. And then with Nacho, Golston, and McClendon, what are some of the things that they're asked to do that Bucks fans may not know as much about or, or some of the unique skill sets that those guys bring in the way they maybe even help you with what you want to do? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little tough because I, I don't like to give away our secrets and how we're uh, focusing to attack teams. 
just in general, uh, those guys understand their particular roles and how they've been able to not only take those roles and expand upon them uh, and what this asks of them. Um, so overall, they're, they're just doing amazing jobs of, of not just saying, hey, this is my role and that's all I'm going to do uh, because I don't want to be kind of cautious. Uh, they're, they're willing to come out there, execute, uh, and then find ways to where, hey, how can I work and help you to get better knowing that we're going into these different situations and taking plays off of me, but at the same time uh, saying, all right, I'm going to do this so you can go make a play and whatnot. So I think it's just those small things where guys are unselfish. And I, and I think that's probably the best word. There's a lot of guys on this defensive line are just unselfish, want to go out there and make plays uh, for themselves, but also for their teammates that they're, they're lined up next to. How about Levante and Devin? Uh, explain what they mean to this defense, the role they play, and maybe and especially the fact that Devin already has earned that captain role in just his second year. Yeah, Levante and Devin uh, are a, a dynamic duo uh, and, and two elite linebackers that are playing at levels. Uh, and one thing I, I always have to say and, and really want people to understand uh, is that Levante Davis is our unsung hero, hands down. Uh, he's a guy who's been very, very consistent and been doing it for a long period of time. And in, within that, him making plays, he's also carrying the load of, of being able to bring other guys along with that young secondary. And then obviously taking Devin under his wing uh, and you seeing him blossom uh, through that. So uh, a lot of credit to Levante. And then moving on to Devin, Devin is uh, an extreme piece of talent uh, who's very, very smart and, and coming into his own. So we only expect the, uh, the best from him and continue to see him blossom as he moves further on into his career. Uh, he has every single attribute and really the sky's the limit for him. I mean, you mentioned his leadership role. And I just feel like in general now, it's so interesting looking at this roster and this team of how many really accomplished vets there are on the team guys that have been around for a long time, know how to know how to play the game the right way and how to conduct themselves. Um, how has that affected the way that um, you even feel the need to be a leader on the team? And, and what is it like to have so many guys that have done it for so long on both sides of the ball? Yeah, I think it's a great combination and you got to give a lot of credit to uh, our ownership and, and our GMs uh, who've done an amazing job to put this team excuse me, together. Uh, and there's a, like you mentioned, there's a, a great combination of veterans and young talent and young talent that's really willing to learn and, and not just think that they've arrived. And so having that good balance between all of that and, and then also the experience, which you can't teach, especially as we get into these bigger, bigger games as we go, uh, it's going to be invaluable. Uh, and so I'm excited about where, where we're headed. And uh, all we have to do is continue to put our head down and, and work finish out these uh, next three games, but most importantly, take care of Atlanta this week. And uh, I think we'll be in a very, very good place. What would you say your leadership style is? We're talking to defensive lineman and Dominican Sue. I was just curious about what the way you go about leading and what partially made me think about it was the, the Bucks recently put out a video that was um, asking a bunch of the guys on the team who has changed your opinion of them since you got to know them here on the Bucks. And you were a really common answer of people saying, <laughs> oh, man, I thought he was so serious or so tough or maybe even kind of mean. And then now, like, I think once one guy said that they know you're just a big old teddy bear. So I was curious what, what you would say your leadership role is and just overall the way you are around your teammates and, and the way you maybe change some people's perspectives of you. 
Yeah, so a couple questions there, and, and, and happy to answer them. Uh, and for sure, no question, I am a mean person when it comes to me playing on the football field in between those white lines. Uh, there's no real friends unless there's a break in, in action. Uh, for example, Riley Reef, who we just played against their left tackle in Minnesota, uh, Riley knows that there's no hard feelings, but I'm going to go as hard as I can going against you, and I'm going to push you and, and try and get you out of my way to get to the quarterback. Uh, but at the same time, we can have a conversation during a TV break. How you doing, man? Good to see you. Hope all is well. Uh, and there's there's really no hard feelings from that perspective. And so you got the the opinions of the world, who's a great guy, uh, as well as Griff uh, in our quarterback's uh, room and whatnot. And those guys have been able to be around me and see me in different elements. And I think that's some of the thing that a lot of people don't get to see and, and know. Uh, I'm not the same person in other elements. And uh, I'm a person uh, that has the ability to uh, be very thoughtful uh, at the same time. Uh, you got to get to know me. And uh, I am a natural introvert. Uh, but once I do let you into my bubble, uh, I'm more than happy to be very sharing and uh, as they call it, a teddy bear. I love that. That's great. And yeah, in our next segment, we're definitely going to hear about some of those uh, things that are near and dear to your heart that are more on the teddy bear side, I think, than the football side. Um, For right now, I want to hear about our offensive line. You go against them in practice all the time. You have to watch them all the way starting back in training camp and and from the sidelines during the games. Um, How have you seen them perform and, and what they've been able to do with keeping Brady upright and I think now they're they're maybe only one of two teams or second in the league in the number of games they've had without allowing a sack. So from your perspective, getting to watch them up close and personal, what has led to that and, and where has their success come from? I've got a lot of credit for our offensive line. And, and first and foremost, those guys have done an amazing, amazing job throughout the year in protecting uh, not only Tom, but our running backs and, and being able to make big plays and open up holes. But I think uh, our assistant coach, Goody, uh, deserves a lot of credit. Uh, and I think he's an amazing coach. I've learned a lot from him and have taken a great liking to him throughout uh, my year and a half year, year and a half year going on too. And he's very, very detail oriented. And that shows up within that group. And those guys hone into it and, and take great pride in it. And so I think that's why they've been able to see such great success. Uh, not only in the running game, but also in the uh, passing game and not allowing too many sacks uh, throughout the season. And how about Tristan? You know, we talked about Antoine Winfield Jr. a little bit earlier and what an incredible rookie he's been, the way that he hasn't seemed like a rookie in terms of the the mental side of the game, the physical side of the game. Um, I feel like I hear a lot of coaches and players say they feel the same way about Tristan Wirfs. Is that something that you've seen as well? And, And what has your experience been like going against him in practice? Yeah, so Tristan is is a great kid, uh, and we got into a, a baby tussle in camp, and it was actually really interesting uh, because I looked at him. I was like, man, he's a great specimen, uh, for lack of better words, and, and but he's just so nice. And I, I tell him all the time that I see him, it's like, all I want you to do is just get a little bit of a mean streak within you in one inch of your body and you will become so elite. Uh, And that's not a knock on him because he should remain that good kid as he is. Um, Went to a great school, even though my school is better and they got the best of it this year, but we'll, we'll we'll come back to that uh, and get back into the better days. But uh, just, he's a good kid. And, and, and I love the way he's playing and, 
he's another kid that should be up for rookie of the year and the things that he's been able to do, especially the defensive ends uh, that he's seen uh, and played against throughout this season. I also love that you and I are the same age and I love you and I both call, especially a lot of these rookies kids. And it just makes me laugh hearing you say this, that you, you and I have officially reached the old person stage. I feel like. Yeah, no, it's definitely interesting to have, uh, haven't reached uh, that old stage of, of being in the football days. So definitely excited about it and, and take great pride in it as well. Yeah, which is amazing. Um, how do, we, we talked about how it would have been so challenging for you if this had been your rookie year. And, um, you know, I've heard so many vets talk about that, of the, the empathy you guys have for the, the rookies. But how did this offseason affect you and, and maybe your position group overall? I think each position group it maybe had a bit of a different impact on. But, I mean, you've, you've been in the league a long time now. I'm sure you're someone that has your set routines, the way you approach an offseason, the timing of everything. So what were some of the biggest ways that, that 2020 affected you getting ready for this season? Yeah, it, was a, it wasn't too terrible for me other than not being able to hang out uh, with my defensive line mates uh, and communicate with them, especially knowing the group that we had uh, coming back. Um, so that was a little bit tough, but uh, I'm typically at home anyways, training uh, in, in, in the kitchen with my amazing team, uh, getting prepared for the season. But so were some of those pieces that missed that I missed out on. Uh, and then obviously we got the chance to get in through camp and uh, – have kind of like a little brush up of, of training before we got into two tr- true training camp. So uh, it wasn't too difficult uh, to adapt to, but I think that's what the, one of the best things about athletes in general. We change and adapt all the time. So uh, whatever's kind of thrown at us, uh, we find ways to, to make it work and, and make the most of it. And I think that's something that we ought to continue to do uh, because I'm, I'm sure it's going to be ever-changing as the years move on um, in the NFL, but also just in general, the rest of the season, you never know what's going to happen. We're not even in the facility uh, on Mondays and Tuesdays now. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. It has been quite a year from so many different angles. All right, well, we still have more coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access with Indomitian Sue. We are going to hear a little bit more about way, the ways he spent his offseason, his My Cause, My Cleats, his foundation, a whole lot more coming up here. It's brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is Buccaneers Radio. Life is a journey filled with small steps and giant victories. So when you need emergency care, preventative care, virtual care, or specialized care, care that is life-saving or life-changing advent health is here with nationally recognized care and a connected network of convenient locations we're here to help you feel whole advent health is the exclusive hospital of the tampa bay buccaneers find care at yourcareyournetwork.com Hey, Florida drivers and motorcycle riders, don't fumble. Do your part to stay safe on our roadways. Florida has observed a significant number of motorcycle fatalities and crashes. Drivers, watch for motorcycles. Don't drive distracted. Motorcycles are hard to see. Take the extra effort to look for them. Riders play defense. Always ride responsibly. Wear proper gear and make yourself more visible. Get trained and never drink and ride. On the road, safety is worth way more than two points. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Transportation. Hey, Ronnie Lane here for Bucks game day coverage. It is 98 Rock. The Bucks play the Falcons this Sunday. The Buccaneers pregame show starts at 1030, kickoff at 1 p.m. on 98 Rock, where Gene Deckerhoff and Dave Moore have all of the play-by-play covered. Great news, there's a quick way you could save money. Switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Two is better than one. How many times have you heard that one? 
More than once, I bet, because it just adds up. For example, there are two, not one, great reasons to fill up with Chevron with Tecron. Number one, unbeatable cleaning power. And number two, or maybe this should be number one, unbeatable mileage. Plus, Chevron puts Tecron in every grade, every gallon of their gasoline. So that's two, no wait, three unbeatable reasons to go with the one and only Chevron with Tecron. Care for your car. For the ultimate at tailgating, head over to Lazy Days RV, the world's largest RV dealership. Choose from over 1,500 RVs from the nation's largest selection of RV brands. Plus, at Lazy Days, experience more. Up to $10,000 in exclusive benefits that only Lazy Days offers. And visit Florida's largest RV accessory store. For a huge selection of tailgating RVs in all shapes and sizes, visit Lazy Days with locations in Tampa and Ocala. Visit them also at LazyDays.com or stop by. At Tampa Electric, we're focusing our energy on solar. By doubling our investment, we'll power twice the number of homes with the sun. We've also reduced our use of coal by more than 90%, cut our carbon footprint in half, ensured cleaner air, and saved 1.4 billion gallons of water for our community, enough to fill 2,200 Olympic-sized swimming pools. Because the work we're doing today is lighting the way to a cleaner, greener tomorrow. To learn how we can help you harness the power of the sun, visit tampaelectric.com solar. Now more on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and by Hooters. Now your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. It is time for our final segment here on Buccaneers Total Access with defensive lineman and Dominique. Um, I know this last Sunday was the My Cause, My Cleats game, and I know you were one of the people that participated in it. So tell us a little bit about your cleats and the cause that they supported. Yeah, so My Cause was uh, social injustice and um, really Black Lives Matters. Um, and really my focus is always, the awareness is always a great piece, uh, but I've always had the want to and focus within that uh, in participating in some of the marks with uh, other teammates uh, and training mates uh, this past summer, but to educate people uh, and really educate them in a way to where they be, become self-sustaining uh, and self-sustainable um, through that education and truthfully create generational wealth and then be able to pass on that uh, to others um, with things that they've learned. So that's kind of been my particular focus uh, to bring awareness, but more so uh, the education and paying it forward. That is awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for doing that. That's a great cause. And it, your cleats were definitely swaggy too, which is pretty great. Um, and I know you also have a foundation that you are really passionate about. So tell us about that. Yeah, my foundation is uh, really main pillars is international outreach, uh, education, uh, and then health and wellness. Uh, being an athlete is very important to me. It's helped me get to a lot of different places in this world. And uh, and really health and wellness is a big part of that. Uh, my mom's a big teacher. Uh, has been a teacher for 30 plus years. So that's where the education piece is. And then obviously my parents being from uh, two amazing countries in Cameroon and Jamaica, uh, that's where the international outreach piece comes from, uh, being able to support them. And I'm very proud of my roots uh, without question. So uh, I like to give back uh, to my ancestors and, and friends and family uh, back where uh, it all started. That's incredible. I love that. And I, I mean, you are a guy that has always been so um, forward thinking in terms of your future and outside of football, football that you always wanted to have um, a lot of other backup plans and things that you were going to be doing after it. So what are some of the things that you are most passionate about and enjoy doing off the football field? Yeah, uh, I'm super passionate. Uh, love learning. Uh, so love getting into the 
private equity and venture capital space, uh, learning from some of the people in the best. Uh, obviously, a lot of people know about my mentor, Warren Buffett, uh, amongst others uh, from Andreessen Horowitz, and I'm super close with the General Atlantic folks in New York. Um, but even amongst that, uh, I think that one of the things that are my ultimate passion is real estate. Um, having gone into that space, been around it at an early age, even though uh, not directly my father was, is, and uh, currently still works as a mechanical engineer. Uh, so I had that particular passion. And then as I got to school and found my own niche of engineering, uh, construction management, uh, it's translated into me wanting to build and develop real estate. Uh, and so that's my huge passion in, in the off season. Uh, have a development company that I work with, uh, some major partners back on the West Coast uh, in certain parts of the country, uh, which I've been very fortunate to to have those relationships uh, to not only learn, but then now I'm in a position to go and execute. So um, super exciting to say the least. What What would you say your sort of dream life is after football? What do you think that your, your biggest plans the things that you'll most be focusing on if you were to envision what that's going to look like? Yeah, my dream, uh, it, there's a lot that goes into it, uh, but probably most first and foremost is uh, spending time with my lovely wife that I have, uh, hopefully have lots and lots of kids in the future. Uh, not too many because uh, I know I was a handful when I was young, uh, so I can only handle so many. Uh, but then outside of being able to spend more time with her uh, and then hopefully kids in the future, uh, have the ability to uh, ha- have companies run and operate them, travel the world. Uh, I'm a huge traveler. Uh, so through this pandemic, it's been really tough. Uh, fortunately enough, we got to go see some two amazing parts of the country in South Africa and Israel before uh, it hit pretty heavy and kind of had to come and shut down and be at home this past off season. But I love to travel. Uh, and even whether that's in the States, overseas, um, it's going to be, there's going to be travel some, some, somewhere in my future uh, and seeing other parts of the world and immersing myself in other cultures. Um, so, yeah, I think a combination of continuing to work because I always am a worker bee, uh, spending time with my family and friends, uh, and then obviously traveling the world. That's incredible. Yeah, South Africa and Israel, those are two of the dreams for sure. Um, we're talking to defensive lineman and Dominican Sue, and you mentioned your wife. You guys did get married uh, this offseason, so congratulations. And I know that it uh, was not maybe quite what y'all had pictured because COVID, you guys were one of the one of the many people that COVID disrupted a lot of things for. Uh, so, so tell us how the, the planning of that went and, and the decisions that went into how you guys ended up getting married. Yeah, it was a lot of fun planning, uh, more so on the wife's side of things. We were going to do a destination uh, and we actually nailed it down to be in Napa Valley. So it's actually devastating to see all the wildfires and all the things that happened there over the last couple months. And we ended up obviously not being able to do that because um, we're big wine people. And we actually got engaged in France, as I'm sure you remember. And so we decided to say, hey, uh, we're just going to go to our local church at home, uh, have our pastor marry us, and uh, Zoom in all the friends and family. Uh, her family being in Minnesota wasn't able to uh, obviously come and attend, but my family was local uh, as we spent most of our time in the off season. So they still had to zoom in. Uh, and so it was still good. It was a great time. Uh, most important, uh, jumped the broom and, uh, we had a lot of fun with it and, uh, many more fun times. We'll have a big party in the future. I also really loved the attire you guys chose for the wedding. <laughs> so for people who yeah. didn't see, tell, tell everybody what you guys were rocking for the ceremony. 
I truthfully, it was probably the most authentic wedding I've ever been to. Uh, and I've been to a handful and not just because it was my own, but we live and die in sweats. Uh, and so uh, we thought it would be no better than to get some, some pretty nice sweats. And the wife picked out the off-white collection and uh, put on some sneakers, some jump mans, uh, as well as some uh, little off-white into those mixture and just jumped the broom together and, and had it real casual to say the least. I love it. I feel like there are probably so many people that saw that and were like, why did I not do that? So that, was, that was pretty yeah. great. I recommend it just if anybody needs any advice. Yeah, that, that's, your, that's your marriage and wedding advice. Do it in sweats. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, and I know you guys also became dog owners uh, this, this off season, I believe. So, t- so tell us about the new family member. Yes, and Yeho, as you heard uh, before we got on, was uh, rambunctious and running around the house. Uh, he is a ball of fun, but still a puppy. Uh, so sometimes he needs some calming. And so I had to ask the wife to kind of calm him down. Uh, but no, he's a great piece of fun uh, and love throwing the ball with him and being out and about on the off time that, that we have away from work. Uh, but he is definitely... Uh, good for hopefully future kids uh, and patients uh, because he doesn't always want to listen even though he's well trained uh, he still has a mind of his own at times and so uh, it's a good good testing yeah they say that people's dogs resemble them so this sounds about <laughs> right yeah yes definitely spot on uh very detail oriented and focused but at the same time uh has a mind of his own uh and at times just needs a little bit of correction and uh, ask nicely to be quiet so uh, we can run the household. I like that. So we, we heard about some of the things you guys did pre-COVID with some of the traveling and all of that. Um, how did you spend your time when you were in quarantine and, and not losing your minds as newlyweds? Yeah, so I would say, granted, obviously, it sucked being in the pandemic. And uh, obviously, we're still not out of the out of the wings of it. But uh, one of the best things is we're renovating a home. So we got to detail orient a lot of those different pieces, especially coming into the season um, and see all the things that we wanted to get organized for that before we had to take off and come down here to Tampa. Uh, so that was, was good for us uh, being able to be home and kind of do those things virtually and spend a lot of time because uh, most of the time we would be traveling and moving around. So that helped. Uh, and then obviously we were around our family. Uh, we spent a lot of time, with my family, uh, my little sisters that I have uh, and whatnot. So it was good downtime to say the least. And it's probably the longest I've ever been in one place, uh, which was definitely odd for me, but refreshing at the same time. And I think I saw you guys went on some epic bike rides. What is, what was the longest ride that you guys went on? Yes. Our bike rides uh, on Saturdays have been really, really exciting and fun and Portland is one of the best places to do it uh we went 40 miles one time and a friend of ours actually picked the wrong day to do to join us uh because it was a very hilly 40 miles going through uh parts of Portland as well as the suburbs of Portland um and we love our specialized bikes and if, if you don't know how to use them you will struggle uh to get up and down the hills and so it was a lot of fun, to say at least, and it was great to be outdoors and, and safe. That's awesome. I love that. Well, you guys have uh, Atlanta coming up this next week, um, a team that you end up being very familiar with, with uh, them being in your division, but they are a team that has changed a lot even over the course of this season. I know you guys are early in the 
preparation phase this week. You'll be doing a lot more prep work on them in the coming days. But what do you already know about the ways that they've sort of uh, grown and, and changed uh, this season and, and who you'll be facing? Yeah, Atlanta is going to be uh, another tough test for us. Uh, obviously, people that we've seen uh, many times. Matt Ryan got a lot of respect for him. Uh, and then a former teammate in mine in uh, Todd Gurley. Um, and when we were together in L.A. So it's going to be tough to go against him. He's always been an elite back and is still running the ball really well. Uh, and then you've got Julio over there as well, uh, who's always a big challenge. Um, so we're excited for the challenge. Uh, we actually see them twice in the next three weeks. Uh, so we got to make sure we take care of business and kind of set the tone this first time around. Um, and I'm looking forward to the challenge. And, and I know our defenses. That is awesome. Yeah, two times in three weeks is going to be an interesting situation for sure. Well, and Dominican, thank you so much for joining us. This has been awesome. Uh, congrats on that win against the Vikings and good luck against Atlanta. Thank you very much. And it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Awesome. Thank you. And thanks to all of you guys for joining us. This has been Buccaneers Total Access brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is Buccaneers Radio. PDQ is people dedicated to quality. And with new mobile ordering, PDQ is now people dedicated to saving you time. That's right. PDQ, home of the official chicken tender of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, is making it easier to enjoy your favorite menu items. Just visit order.eatpdq.com to place your order for pickup or delivery. Anytime your PDQ craving strikes, skip the line and order ahead. Available at all Tampa Bay area locations. Just click, order, and enjoy. PDQ. Just made better. Most daily fantasy sports sites let the pros have all the fun. At Monkey Knife Fight, they think that's trash. So they change the game. See, Monkey Knife Fight is daily fantasy sports for the rest of us. Play your favorite sports with your favorite players. It's easy, fun, and there's not a pro or a shark in the pool. It's why they're proud to be the official daily fantasy partner of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So sign up now at monkeyknifefight.com and start playing for free. Monkey Knife Fight. Daily fantasy sports for the rest of us. The wait for the holidays is over, America. It's time to make some joy. And we're here to help with the Ford Built for the Holidays sales event. We're offering the best deals of the season across the Ford lineup. So you can road trip with the whole family comfortably in a Ford Expedition. Bring home a tree that's bigger than you ever have with a built Ford Tough F-150. And find new ways to make the holidays bright this year when you visit your local Ford dealer. The joy is up to you, America. So let's get to it. Ford. Built for the holidays. It's happening. Football is back. Sure, games will look different, but one thing remains the same. Hooters for game day. Hooters is the place to be. With 22-ounce Bud, Bud Light, and Mick Ultra Big Daddies for only $4.99 all day, every day. And Corona Beer Buckets for $20 on the weekends. Show your Bucks pride with a collectible Buccaneer Cup filled with an absolute Jolly Roger for 5 bucks. Staying in? Visit order.hooters.com for pickup or delivery. Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. Hi, I'm attorney Robert Rubenstein, and this is Rubenstein's Rules for Personal Injury. Rule number one, get an attorney. When you or a loved one have been injured by another's negligence, an experienced attorney can make a huge difference. At Rubenstein Law, we will find all the insurance, make sure your injuries are documented, and work to get you the best result. While each case is different, a well-known insurance company's own study show people with a lawyer, on average, got more money. Call Rubenstein Law at 1-800-FL-LEGAL. Offices in Tampa and throughout Florida. Your kids mean everything. At Johns Hopkins All Children's, we're ready to care for them. For vaccinations or wellness checks. For healing a little hurt or a big one. Johns Hopkins All Children's. When you need us, we're here. 
Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Buccaneers Total Access has been brought to you by Frontier Communications. Rely on your ultimate teammate, Frontier. Don't go it alone. Visit Frontier.com slash Bucks. And by Hooters. Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. This is Tampa Bay Sports Radio. 95.3 WDAE and AM 620 St. Petersburg. Home of the best Bucks coverage. 